Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, John McGee, and today we're talking about what success looks like for a young leader with Adam Tarnow. All right, Adam. You did that so well. <laughs> That's your, I mean, that's my your boys all grown up. I love it. The <laughs> tables have turned. Gosh, you bring a tear to my we're, eye. We're, we are here in adamtarno.com world headquarters. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yes. It is the world headquarters. I need to add international. Internet, it's Adam yes. Tarno and Intergal- company. Intergalactic. Um, so, yeah, those yeah. are the listeners that don't know uh, why we're yucking it up. Uh, Adam was on staff at Watermark for 10 years, a decade. And just like Demas did to Paul, Adam abandoned me. <laughs> and I'm and I'm now in your new office. And you're not bitter about it <laughs> at all. Not, and you've been here before. I've so been here before. It's okay. Yeah. So yes, Adam, um, Adam started a, a new uh, company and an interesting offices right next to the Watermark offices. So I had a on walk. the seventh floor. Absolutely. I mean, my, my, literally my drive for the last 18 months has just been 500 yards shorter. Different, That's it. yes. That's it. And so, so, yes, we're in your studio today. It's great uh, to be with you, Adam. You're a dear friend. Um, I love listening to you. And so, uh, the genesis of this one uh, came from, or at least for me, uh, I want to hear how you came up with this uh, this content here. But yeah. uh, I'm processing email uh, one night, and I, I get a survey from one of our uh, residents. So, we've got the Watermark Institute. This yeah. is a, a resident. Her name is Ashley. And it's it, it's really intense. It's really intense. Hey, uh, you know, rate me on scale of one to ten on a bunch of different things. If you could, uh, you know, talk about my energy. How could I be more energetic? How can I help you? Where do I need to learn? You know, just really. <laughs> I was just, you know, I thought it'd be pretty, pretty fluff. And uh, so I completed. It and I said, Ashley, man, this great, uh, great initiative. Where in the world did this come from? And she said, Well, Adam was just with us today in the institute, and he presented this content, and I wanted to action it. And yeah. uh, and she said it was really, really, really helpful. So I reached out to you, and uh, and here we are, but I actually don't know uh, some of the genesis of how we got here, yeah. what was in your head, and why you developed what we're going to talk about today. I, you know, it probably, in all honesty, started two and a half, maybe three years ago of just sitting around talking to different leaders through things that we were doing at the church and even yep. some things I was still doing in the business community, just kind of on the side. And just this idea of, uh, I, let's go back to like high school or maybe college when you had to take the t- a test, right? Yeah. For me, this was Western Civ class. Oh man. And I remember Western Civilization that uh, for some reason there were some old tests that were around that like the juniors were handing off to the sophomores or seniors were handing off to juniors or whatever. I aced Western Civ. And the only reason I aced it was because I had a friend who gave me all the tests. And so he, he literally gave me the answers to the test. Now I couldn't go in there with a cheat sheet. I had to memorize all those answers, but still I had a leg up because I knew the answers to the test. And so it was like, could I come up with the answers to the test for a young leader on what, what are bosses looking for? What are leaders looking for? How can we kind of demystify what some of this success is and how can you uh, just make it really clear how do you stand out among your peers? How do you show that you're all in? So you and I, I think then shortly after this idea came up, I was just doing some writing on it and sharing it with some young leaders and they were responding to yep. it. I think you and I did an episode called 10 Ways to Show You're All That's In. That's right. Yep. It was really and well received. It just like then about a year ago, there was an opportunity to talk to some young leaders uh, through a professional organization here in Dallas. I presented that 10 Ways to Show You're All In. I tweaked a few of them. Yep. 
And then uh, my buddy David Morrison and I, David used to be on staff as well, uh, that we've been dear friends for a long time. He and I were talking about this list, and we've had this this dream, honestly, of writing a book one day, and yeah. we never knew what to write on. And I just said, I've got this list of 10 things. It's been resonating with leaders. What if we put this together in a book and just started writing about it? So it started off on writing a book about how to, like, 10 ways to show you're all in. And then it morphed after we did some drafts of that book and uh, got another friend of ours, Ann Piper, who read mm-hmm. through some early drafts and was like, eh, it's okay. Right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really quick oh, way a to gift. summarize. Honest feedback. It, was, it, it really was great. And she gave us some great feedback on it's missing a theme. And I just don't know about this list of 10 words, yeah. which then we kept coming back to this idea of all in, all in, all in. How do you show you're all in? How do you get an edge in your career? And then we started messing around with the word edge, and then we decided, hey, there's a way to, to rework some of this content to uh, fit this acronym EDGE, Energy, Diligence, Growth, and Endurance. This yeah. is the way to show you're all in. This is how to stand out. So we wrote the book in 2021, and um, then the Institute reached out and said, yeah. you got anything to share? And I said, well, I've got some content that I think would be great for this demographic. It, it resonates well with young leaders and yep. really helps them know what I think bosses are looking for. How do you stand out? Uh, how do you be diligent? And um, and so that's I love there it. where Ashley then used it to create that great survey. So I have so many questions. One is, do you know the statute of limitations for uh, getting through college on false pretenses? Do you know? <laughs> do you know? This was high school, though. So <laughs> oh, it was it high school. college. Yeah. So it was not Clemson University. Matter. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. But uh, I don't know that answer. But okay. I, uh, You took Western Civ in high school. Yeah. God, and it was a public high school. Oh like goodness. I wasn't even trying. I can't even remember was, what my uh, courses were in high school. Very impressive. Yeah. Okay, uh, great. And so obviously, too, the, your target audience here is young leaders. We did that back. We did that episode back um, um, a long time ago. And from my perspective, probably the, the most feedback we got was actually from people who were leading and were managing. And they said, thank you. This is what I've been trying to say. Yes. And I'm making everybody that's on my team listen to this. Yes. And so I, is that is that part of what's in your mind Absolutely. as well? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, why why I really felt like David and I both felt like there there is a need here for somebody to add a little bit of structure around this conversation and just give people some categories was really coming out of when I left staff and I started working with leaders out there in industry. I, I don't know how else to summarize it other than there were seemed to be so many leaders that just had this slight bit of disappointment in their hmm. team. Hmm. Uh, it was just like, a, so tell me, tell me about your team. Who's on your team? And it was kind of a head shaking like, ah, you know, I just, I wish. And then they would just start to talk. I just wish things were different. And um, you and I both know about this thing called a feelings wheel, right? <laughs> this tool that ca- therapists came up with because right. they know everybody experiences emotions, but not everybody's great at articulating their emotions. So they created this great this great thing called the feelings wheel. And this, for some people listening, this is going to be the most helpful part of this podcast. And I'm totally <laughs> cool with that. But if you go to Google right now and type in feelings wheel, you'll just see this really colorful wheel. And really what it does is it starts in the center of the circle, takes the base emotions that all people feel. And then as the circle gets bigger, it gets yeah. more and more detail and more and more specific. That is a really helpful tool uh, for human communication and relationships just to go, what are you feeling because when you can really articulate what you're feeling, we can now communicate with more clarity. And I was just sitting there at times just going, these managers need a feelings wheel. They don't know what they're feeling I right now. It. They I don't know that. why they're frustrated. I love that. And so that's what the EDGE framework helps yeah. with as well, as, yeah. uh, as I think it really can in many ways function as a feelings wheel for managers just to help them in their coaching, you know, their, their coaching of their team. Because there's a lot of managers that want to coach well. They want to develop their team. 
And I just think sometimes they struggle with what categories to use, what words to use, what specifically does this person need to do? And so that's where we're seeing some excitement around the content yeah. as well is for that. Well, I love it. I can't wait for the book to come out. Let's talk about that at the yeah. end uh, here. So uh, what if you get if we just jump right in? Let's do it. Okay, yeah. perfect. So uh, E-D-G-E yep. is your uh, acronym. So the E is energy. Yep. Tell me about that. Yeah, that is just the uh, this positive attitude that you bring every day. Uh, to your job. And so that is an easy way to stand out, especially now here we are, we're recording this in 2022. Uh, not everybody's in a good mood. Not everybody's <laughs> positive and optimistic uh, not, right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, not out at the store when no. you're waiting in line. I've not found many of those. No, yeah. not driving. There's just a lot of people out there right now that don't have a lot of energy. Um, and, you know, I was really convicted by something that I read years ago that talked about as a team leader, one of the most important things you bring to your team is your energy. So right. it's not uh, your vision, your decision making, or your charisma. It's just your energy. And as I progressed in my career, if I started to watch people who were standing out, people that were getting more opportunities, people who were getting more attention from senior leaders in the organization, energy was a big part of that. Right. If somebody was um, positive, optimistic, motivated, grateful, those people seem to be attracting attention of leaders and they seem to be getting more opportunities. And so I think that is a way for young leaders to really think about how do I stand out? Yeah. Well, I need to really think about the way I'm carrying myself and the energy. Am I an energy? Am I adding positive energy to my team? Or am I an energy drain right. uh, from my team or for right. my team? Do you have a story? Do you have, a, you have a, like a go-to illustration uh, about what that looks like in action? Yeah, I think about, uh, we think about our friend Caitlin Van Wagner. That's exactly who I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, so she showed up at Watermark coming out of, out of corporate America, and she just jumped into meetings with a positivity and an energy that was infectious, right? Where you just, you just could not help but just go, I need her in more of my meetings, right? right? I, want, I want that energy around here because she is as excited about this project as I am right now. And, you know, and as we've talked about a lot, and I've learned a lot from you, John, with leaders feel so lonely mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. that we're just, we feel like we're pushing boulders uphill oftentimes, and we're the ones trying to bring the pep rally every day. Right. Then I'm telling you, this is an answer to the test. If you just bring your own pep rally, there's gonna, the boss is just going to go, the leader's going to go, yes, thank you. Right. <laughs> right? That's one less person I got to try to cheer up and make happy today. Right. And so, yes, let's go. Let's go do this. And it just like, it just becomes this, it just reduces friction and, uh, and can be so helpful. Gosh, so good. Um, yeah. Every leader needs a hype man. You know, yes. every leader is yes. looking for a hype man, you know, and, and obviously this, we're not talking about some kind of cult like following, um, but it is just a gift to have people in the room who are excited about what you're doing, Yep. you know, and what's, what happens so oftentimes when you're young is that you see all the problems uh, with whatever it is, yep. you know, uh, it's an initiative, it's a, um, it's a campaign, it's, you know, a sermon series or whatever. And that's just kind of the way you're wired, honestly, uh, when you're young, cause you see, you see all the potential downsides. Well, it, when you get older, you'll still see those, but you've come to understand that there's no perfect um, solution. So you're going to have to pick your problems and then just 
go for go it. Go for it. So it's not yep. the time to relitigate all of the yes. different options, you know, or, or poke holes uh, at it. It's just kind of time to go. Yeah. And it's so, I, man, I I hope young leaders are listening to this. And uh, th- one of the things you also said was gratitude yep. uh, in there. And I, and I was walking yesterday with uh, one of the young members of my team and um, we were just processing some, some things. The weather was amazing. So we walked, we kind of walked around the uh, the building, I don't know how many times, kind of Jericho style, and just were just talking. And, uh, and one of the things when I went to bed that night, I remembered was his gratitude. Mm. He And he just said, I am so grateful that I get to, to be here, that I get to do these things, especially for the age that I am. Yep. So, you know, I'm going to bed going, man, how can I give this guy more? Yep. You know, I, uh, this guy's, he, he's it's grateful just, for everything he has. Uh, I want, I, I want to give him more. I don't want to work against him. I want to work for him. I want to put wind in his sails. I, uh, that, that posture right there, how can I help? I'm excited about what we're doing. I'm so grateful to be a part. And it's a, it's the secret. Like it is, that's the answer to the test, John. I mean, it, it's so just got that through high school. Yeah. It's just, it's just that simple. Like yeah. we're allowing you to cheat right here. The three words that come under energy, motivation, optimism, gratitude, Good. right? If we were going to put some teeth on that, you've got to find your way to be motivated. Uh, find that intrinsic motivation. And, and there's, you know, a whole chapter in the book that talks about how to do that optimism. We've done an episode on mm-hmm. that, but the gratitude that you just mentioned right there. I mean, that is so easy to apply right now today. It is hard to be uh, in a bad mood and it's hard to be pessimistic when you're grateful. Yeah. And so even, and I don't wanna say fake it till you make it, but there is a, a some discipline that comes that sometimes though our feelings will follow our words. And so sometimes just expressing gratitude, you'll notice your heart will start to soften up and there's an energy that comes uh, yeah. with all that. So I think, I think that is such an easy way to stand out is just what kind of energy am I bringing? Am I bringing a positive attitude every day? And if I can't do it every day, at least four, four <laughs> days a week, right? At least three days a week, more days than not. And listen, we're all going to go through some work valleys, right? But, uh, but, but energy is a big deal. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you will, young leaders, you're just going to appreciate that when you get there. So just go ahead and be that now and take yep. it by faith. That that's, yep. that's what you're going to want to. So uh, yeah, and it's uh, joy is a fruit of the spirit. Thankfulness, you know, uh, giving thanks in all circumstances is a command. Yep. Uh, so incredibly Christian. Uh, these aren't just, you know, biblical or uh, business ideas. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. So, okay. So uh, number one is energy. Number two is diligence. Diligence, yeah, just like seriousness, uh, the sincerity, the persistence you take with your actual job. (laughs) Uh, I remember when I was first hired right out of college uh, with a big accounting firm, like my my goal when I graduated and started working was to be a good guy, right? I mean, I'd become a follower of Jesus in college. I now had this sense of mission about my life where I wanted to go and be salt and light out into the workplace. And so I just went out there and just said, I'm just going to try to be a good guy. So energy, that was pretty easy for me to bring because I was trying to bring positivity and have good conversations with everybody. The problem with that, though, is that the partners at that accounting firm didn't necessarily hire me to be a good guy. They kind of assumed maybe that I was going to be a good guy. Table stakes, yeah. Yeah, those were the table stakes. But they hired me to be a good accountant and to be a good auditor, even more specific than that. And so my competence, my ability to problem solve, my productivity were very like those poor bosses of mine early on had to have some really hard conversations mm-hmm. with me. And I'm grateful that they leaned in. And it probably took me maybe maybe five, six, seven years into my career before I realized, oh no, diligence, 
is a great way to stand out. Absolutely. And the more competent I can show my bosses I am, the more diligent I am, the more the better I get at being resourceful and solving problems, the more productive I am, the more influence I get around here, you know, in the organization. So I came in wanting to be a quote good guy to be a positive influence. I just thought the path to get there was just to be a, a person of character. Character is great. You have to be a person mm-hmm. of character. The fastest way though to get what I wanted would have been through diligence yeah. and just prove my competence that I know what I'm doing, studying, like getting better at what I'm doing, becoming more mm-hmm. skilled at what mm-hmm. I'm doing. That's where the Lord had me at that moment. That wasn't unspiritual to try to become a better accountant. That's right. where the God, where God had me. Right. right. So be diligent. Uh, be, yeah. So the three words under that are competence, resourcefulness, and productivity. So being really good at your job, uh, resourceful, just being able to solve problems, which I know you and I have talked about a lot on right. episodes, right? Why do why do leaders exist? Because problems because exist. problems exist, yeah, right? right? And so that's why we're here. Uh, resourcefulness and the ability to solve problems is a huge way to to stand out and separate yourself and to practice real leadership, yeah. honestly, yeah. of learning how to solve problems. And then productivity, just geeking out on productivity. And we can point back to uh, probably our friend Greg Crooks and what he said on one of our episodes that we did on talking about productivity. So if you can prove that you know what you're doing, the core competency of your job, you're really great at solving problems and you're not afraid of them. And uh, and you kind of geek out on productivity or you're developing this reputation of being somebody who gets something done. That's a diligence, and I think that's going to help you stand out. That's right. So if you want to know, so again, I just love this metaphor of knowing the test before you take it. If you want to know what, you know, leaders, managers, or whatever, your boss, or your whatever it is that you're involved with is uh, will bring up against you behind your back, it's that you didn't get the thing done that you were supposed to get done yes. on time or as well as they, they wished. Yep. That's, what they're, that's what they're saying behind your back right yep. now, right? And uh, hopefully, in a, you know, hopefully they'll tell it to your face. But if they don't, I'm just telling you, uh, if you could mic the room, that's what they're talking about. And you distinguish yourself with diligence. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a proverb that comes to mind that I, you know, I've told my kids a lot, Proverbs uh, 12, 24, diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Like, you, you get to choose. Um, but I'm telling you that the path of the diligent is, you know, it, whether it's prosper, you know, in, in whatever category you're talking about, you will, um, you will be given more mm-hmm. uh, because of your diligence. And if you're not, you, uh, you're going to dig a hole for you that's going to be really, really hard. So yeah. Painful either way. You pick your pain. <laughs> that's right. Right. You know, it, yes. it really pick is. Your you, beating yeah, and, you pick, you uh, pick your pain. And diligence yeah. is hard. And um, and then I, I think to know too when you're especially when you're young is it will get easier. Mm. You know, the first hundred times you do the thing, it can be really arduous, really tough, uh, really slow going. Looking the, you know, looking that word up again. What does that word mean? Until until you've done it so many times, it you. Others look and say, "Boy, that's hard." And at that point, you're going, "This, this is just easy." Like yeah. that's why, what's so difficult about that? That, that's right. that will come. It's a natural uh, progression. Let me ask you a question: What do you do for your your own self, um, just to make sure that you're diligent, to make sure that you're producing, that you're hitting deadlines? Any? Do you have any just hacks for you, Adam Tarno? Oh, I mean, I, I think the going back to I think the episode you and I put out maybe over a year ago on goal setting. Uh-huh. You know, I, I got a lot more serious about that when I branched out on my own because I didn't have great bosses like you going, Clearly, what are you doing right. this year? <laughs> you know? So now, I mean, I do have three faces that I look at at night going, will there be food? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, we want to eat, we value food. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I think there is, there is some of that aspect of really being able to articulate and write down, what do I want? 
what are some That's things good. that I'm going after right now? Uh, that, that helps me maintain that diligence and that competence. But I think the competence piece on still being good at what I do, I mean, I'm, I'm still looking for feedback from clients, listening to what they say. Uh, I got to judge it a little different. Uh, like for instance, if I go speak somewhere, my goal is to get invited back to speak again, uh-huh. uh, because that to me is an indication good. that they liked good. it. You can get all the, you know, what Hendrix used to call the glorification of the worm after the message where right. they're just like, Oh, that was so helpful. Right. You know? Yeah. But the bottom line is, are you going to invite me back? Uh, because that let me that lets me know you really liked Such it. Such a great so You want to come back, and so those are some of the ways I'm trying to, yeah. to gauge: is the diligence, is it paying off? Yeah. Is is there a product, so to speak, that people are finding valuable that they're going and coming back, or they're telling their friends? Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, what would that look like in a um, in a church setting? Can you make the jump for that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think maybe. That could be, I mean, this could be another uh, a rabbit trail worth coming back for a whole nother episode is that the church, like, uh, remember Jim Collins when he put out the the good to great for the social sector yep. and yep. he talked about numbers and how hard it is for nonprofits. Right. And it, he basically goes, it's, it's hard, but who cares? You got to try to come up with some numbers. You pick something. Right? You got to pick something. And so I, I think in the church world, it's the exact same way is... I know it's uh, we're about heart change and that's hard to measure and there's not numbers, but you've got to find some way to try to measure. Are we getting better yeah. at what I'm doing? So it's not a, not necessarily like attendance, but you've got to be able to find a way yeah. uh, to figure it out. So it could be, um, you know, how many people are inviting their friends, how many guests were there, how many people were uh, sharing a resource. I, I remember there was one, I think Andy Stanley talked about that, that that was a way that at North Point, huh. how many sermons were being bought for others, you know, back with CDs, or how many <laughs> sermons were being shared with others being forwarded. That was an indication, okay, yeah. this is this is resonating good, with yeah, people that they're sharing that with something. others. That's so good. I think there's some measurements there yeah. like that that you can try to come up with to know. Yeah, we're being diligent right now. We're, we're trying to increase our competence. I think you're, you kinda, you're, you're viewing it as a path to get the thing that you want, ultimately. So yeah. if you want to uh, have more influence or you want to be better at uh, speaking, leading, uh, you want to have upward mobility in your thing, that dil- um, diligence is the path uh, for that. that uh, and so focusing on that uh, will will help you stay the course. Um, you know what's working for me right now is just old school accountability. Come on. And so last year I did this... Um, uh, this workout program at home, think uh, CrossFit with dumbbells and that, that kind of okay. thing, right? Yeah. And uh, and I thought you were about to drop like old school P90X or something. Oh, like. So yes. I went back to the DVDs. Yes. I, I tried, uh, I've, I've been there, done that. my VHS player. <laughs> um, man, the, whatever those, what were the, the diamond pushups? That's just a, such oh, a, terrible. a quick way to get your shoulder um, yeah. or your, I'm sorry, your elbow um, uh tweaked and have to go see an orthopedic. Yeah, that was, that was a direct, those, that's how that was. It was the orthopedics that did that's that, P90X. But yeah. uh, this thing was soul crushing. Hmm. I mean, it was brutal. And I would go, my wife still makes fun of me about, you know, moaning and yelling in the back, you know, in the backyard and things like that. Yeah. Neighbors, uh, she has a story of actually with someone who goes, what's, what's John doing back there? You know, <laughs> so, but, but here's, here's uh, a, I, I, you know, I wanted it. It's, it's, it's always been a really great stress release to me, but, uh, but I had kind of like uh, someone that I was accountable to like coach and I knew he was gonna, he was gonna call me. Yep. And I did not, I, there was something that the pain, I mean, it was painful, um, but it was way worse to be able to pick up a phone call and go, I didn't do the thing yep. this week. Yep. And I would, I, it didn't matter. I mean, 
you know, it's cold outside. I've, I'm, I've got ski caps and gloves and things like that. It was, you know, uh, and that was way uh, less uncomfortable than picking up the phone and saying I'm flat. Yeah, you're so, exactly right. I mean, yeah, yeah going public with some of that yeah. stuff and then just having people ask you about it. There is something to that yeah. that really does help. So, yeah. so now if you think about your own life, all right, I want to get better at this thing. Let's go public about it. And I want somebody to ask me. Yeah. Or I want somebody to, to give me some feedback yeah. on how did I do with this thing that I'm trying to get better right. at with either the, the way I'm sending emails to follow up with people or or the way I'm delivering announcements or the way I'm setting up the room to greet people when they show up. Right. Tell me, yeah. tell me, give yeah. me some words. I just, I just hired a, a writing coach and, uh, and so he asked, Hey, how can I help you? And I said, well, I'm, I'm sure my writing is atrocious. Like you can, you for sure help me with that. But you know what I need more than anything else is accountability. Ah. I'm basically paying you. I'm taking these, this is now, you know, food. I can't, I'm taking money. <laughs> I can't put a, a ribeye on my grill now and I'm paying uh. you. And uh, the thing I want, I want to be scared of your phone call, you know, That's and I just, so I just, this is what I'm going to do. And, uh, and I'm behind and I've got uh, three more days to hit a deadline. I will absolutely hit that deadline because there's some accountability there. Like so, so however you can do that in your own life, you know, maybe you can find a peer mm-hmm. and say, Hey, I'm going to do this. You know, what are you working on? Great. I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you, uh, you know, three days, four days. And, uh, that, that could also be, I, I think I, I really like yours kind of this envisioned future. This helps me get there. Yeah. Uh, really, really good. So yeah, I like it. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so that was energy. Uh, second one is diligence. The third one is growth. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about that. Yeah, just this this hunger for progress. Yeah. Uh, I really think is is where that growth comes from. And so it, the three words or phrases that I put under that are just this idea of self leadership that you're not waiting for somebody else to help you progress and grow. You're you're taking that on yourself. Yeah. Uh, the idea of ownership, uh, which is you know responsibility and learning how to first of all think like the quote owners around the organization and then start to take responsibility. Uh, like they do. So self-leadership, ownership. And then I I really have put one in there, uh, David and I did with uncertainty, embracing uncertainty. Hmm. And maybe if there was another word I'd put alongside that is courage uh, because of just the fact, and and we've all been reminded of this over the last two years, but just uh, uncertainty is is a permanent fixture in the leadership landscape. It is just, it is, it Mm -hmm. always will Mm -hmm. be. And uh, we have got to learn how to still hunger for more and progress through that. And I think what you and I would both say, looking back on our careers as guys in our 40s, probably those times when we said yes and we didn't know what the future was going to bring, that's where we grew the most. And so if you're looking for really tangible ways to grow, well, yeah, get some good self-leadership habits. Uh, start to learn how your owners think and take responsibility for your projects, not, you know, quit making excuses and just say, I'm going to, I'm going to feel the responsibility of this, but then embrace some uncertainty, like just say yes to something. And you're like, I have no clue how I'm going to figure this out. And you'll look back and go, okay, I grew, I grew during that. Because that is exactly right. I, I don't know if we, if I use this metaphor before, um, on the podcast, but the way I've, I came to think about it was, um, there's, you're kind of the, the human inclination is to move away from pain, yes. you know, uncertainty, yeah. hard, like we just, we want to move towards things that are easy. That, yep. That's, that really is uh, generally how we set our compasses and that becomes true north. And if you can, if you can see those hard, uncertain, difficult, I'm not sure how I can things, it's kind of this homing, you know, beacon ping yep. that's just sending out this ping, ping, that and, and you're playing, you know, you're playing the game of move towards the ping yep. and that should be true north. And when, and it is hard and it, is, it will undo you, but you, you live a life where you just keep moving towards that. Um, then, um, 
man, I, I think you're, you become, you're becoming the person that you want you're to be. Winning. Yeah. You're winning. You know, to use some of Donald Miller's language with the hero on the mission, you know, and, uh, and I'm, re- I'm in the middle of that book right now and I'm finding it very meaningful and helpful. And, yes. um, I'm, I'm growing more comfortable with the word hero because uh, I think I'm reluctant to use that word in the past because if we think of the Batmans and the Supermans and the, you know, the yep. Avengers and superheroes, you just strike the word super and you're just left with hero. And I think from the literature perspective, you know, the hero really is a flawed person who doesn't really know what to do next, which is why they need the guide and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Right. And why they're trying to run from the villain and not become a victim. And uh, but what I like what Donald is saying on the hero is marked by action. Mm-hmm. Right. They are just marked by action. They don't necessarily know what tomorrow is going to bring, but they're going to they're going to move forward and they expect challenge, which we'll talk about a little bit here in endurance. But uh, they expect challenge. And that's just a part of the hero's journey. Right. And I don't think it's um, you can take that metaphor too far. Uh, and, and suddenly now life becomes all about us and, and our correct, own hero. Correct. But I do find something motivating about that when it comes to embracing uncertainty and moving forward. Um, I, again, I feel like these are some answers to the test that if some leaders would have told me, maybe, maybe this, the secret for most leaders is that we're just winging it. We've been winging it most of our life. We never known when we've made decisions with absolute certainty that it was going to work out. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, this is what, yeah. this is the way we're operating. Yeah. So the sooner you can start to say yes to things and embrace some things, and be comfortable with the uncertainty, um, then I think I think then we're going to get better and we're going to start standing out. I love it. Yeah. So I mean, I think one of the phrases um, that that encapsulates this idea is have a bias towards action. Yes. Like that's your well said. your yep. neutral your neutral state is to move in action. And I remember years ago we would talk about. Um, you know, because you, you don't have visibility into what everybody's doing. But one of the things we would say is, I mean, there's a lot of smoke coming off of that hill. Like, That's I, right, like yeah. I don't know what's going on over there. There's <laughs> a lot of activity, you know. And so no one is just sitting, uh, sitting around, um, you know, drinking tea, taking long naps. Like yep. there's something going on over yeah. there. And so even, you know, uh, even if it's the wrong thing, it's just a bias towards action. Yes, we'll and we ca- think we'll, about our you know. friend uh, JP and John, you know, yeah. uh, when the, the porch was going through its transition into yeah. the iteration that it is today, maybe porch 2.0 and where it is now is 3.0 but isn't that the way it was we were were just like what's going on on tuesdays right and he's got he's he's got a forklift on the stage why is there a forklift on the stage right Right. now and he was he was just doing things and there was action and he he didn't know where the where this thing was going to go he had an idea but he was just embracing uncertainty and he grew a ton Mm -hmm. through it right And, and and is really what makes him a leader worth following today uh, with all that. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So, uh, energy, diligence, growth, E D G. And the final E is endurance. endurance Talk yeah. about that one. Yeah. Three words under there. If you're writing these down, resilience, conflict, and patience would be what I think of with that. So endurance, just this ability to recover from hardship or to endure the hardship. I mean, again, uh, so much that I learned from you on that, John, and gave me so much great language around leaders exist because problems exist. Problems are hard. They're never fun. Leadership's hard work. And we have got to learn how to bounce back from hard work. We've got to be able to understand this is there are going to be challenges, especially in in church leadership. Right. I mean, the, the sheep metaphor is there for a reason, because we're ornery. People are ornery. They bite. <laughs> and they don't always like to be shepherded and, and led. And so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, resilience is that's something that was really forced on all of us over the last two years yep. was we were all forced to become resilient. 
And I think we, we need to just harness some of this and go, okay, how can I continue to be known as a resilient person, but not, not have to wait for the next global catastrophe or the next uh, social upheaval or unrest mm-hmm. to do this. And so I, I think just simply, you know, little things like as, as 90s as this sounds, leaving the comfort zone, right? Yeah. Doing things that really do challenge you. Again, a little bit like uncertainty there. That's going to help us become more resilient. I think the big thing that that David and I uncovered as we were working on that chapter was just like uh, going back to the man in the arena uh-huh. and those who, even if you fail, you fail as one yeah. who who dares great things. Right. And so, just understanding, like at some point, failure it's it's inevitable. Like mm-hmm. you are going to make a decision that is going to go horribly wrong. Uh, there's going to be something that will be a failure. And so it's not, it's not if that happens, but when, and being able to bounce back from that, uh, that helps you build that resilience. And if you're going to be leaving the comfort zone and embracing uncertainty, there's going to be times where you're going to fail. And we just need to be okay with that. We just need to be okay with that and, uh, not let us just knock us out just because we had one failure just going, I can't lead anymore. Yeah. I, you know, I heard a story and I, I, I would give attribution if I could remember it, but uh, someone told um, about growing up in their home and their dad would ask them every day, where did you fail? Mm. And would celebrate that yep. because what it meant was they were trying yep. and um, they had, they had failed. And so just like, you know, just like you got an A on the test, it was fist bumps, high fives or whatever it was. Yep. Uh, way to go. Way to fail. And you know, and, you know, and, and just in our own family. So my son is, uh, he has embraced uncertainty. He is moving forward into leaving his comfort zone and he played, he tried out for the tennis team, right? Okay. He's not really a tennis player, a seventh grader, <laughs> made the tennis team was and has been playing doubles and they played a really good middle school this, this past week. Uh-huh. And um, some friends came to watch and they were not winning. They were not doing well. He was not, you know, it was like the, the other team was really, really good and, and their team was making a few mistakes. And, you know, my wife was just like, ah, oh, it's just kind of a bummer that his friends are here watching this. And I was just like, babe, he's in the arena. Mm-hmm. He's in there. Mm-hmm. Like his friends are watching right now. He's in there. Like we just right. need to celebrate. He had the courage to pick up the racket and go out there and play. Like that's okay. You don't have to hit every every shot the right way. And I think that that for us and, and especially for young leaders, just that attitude of, hey, it's going to be okay. I might I might fail on some things. But that resilience will help me become, uh, be able to endure and bounce back from all of this. And so then, you know, the other two quick ways that we do that with conflict, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast, you just got to, you just got to get comfortable with it because leadership's about people and people are going to get in conflict. And so there's a lot to say there on how that builds endurance as a leader. And then, um, and then the last one, just with patience. And I think that really is this idea with the instant culture, like give it to me now. Uh, and all the pleasure that is around us at any moment, um, the number of YouTube videos you could watch, video games you could play, Netflix shows you could watch, food, sugary sweets that you could eat, alcohol you could drink, sodas you could drink. Like pleasure is around us every single mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. to pull us off track. And I think uh, really, you know, the future is going to belong to those who can resist those temptations and just go, no, I'm going to do something hard today. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to endure this sirens call that's coming from all directions to just 
check out mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to remain patient and steadfast and I'm going to keep working on hard things. I think you develop endurance as you go through that. And again, bosses are going to just go, leaders are going to go, come on over here. We, we've got more for you. We need more yeah. of you around here. Oh man, that is so excellent. So just to recap, uh, four letters, four words, uh, spells edge, energy, diligence, growth, endurance, uh, incredibly helpful. Uh, Adam, so, you know, someone's just listened to this. Yeah. Uh, what should they do with it? Yeah. I think if they're a young leader, I think you do some self-assessment. Which of those do I need to get better at? Uh, which one was convicting to me as Adam and John were talking about it? Which one was I making an excuse up to go? Yeah, but you don't know. Yeah. That's probably an indicator that that's the one that, that you need to work on a little bit there. So I think for the young leader, it's just pick one. You know, I gave you a bunch of words today. You know, there's a total of 12 words under each of those categories. And so um, just pick one or two of those just to go, I this is one where I think I need to get better. Maybe for, for you, it's optimism. Maybe it's ownership. Maybe it's self, uh, self-leadership. Maybe it's just patience. And just work on one for, you know, a couple of weeks, 30 days. Yeah. Uh, and if you're wondering which one it is, just ask your boss, ask a leader, ask somebody who knows you. So... Just just pick one of those to get better at. I think if you if you're leading young leaders, use this like the feelings wheel, um, and and use this to guide a conversation with somebody on your team for coaching and development. Of just which you know you could use this now to ask them which of these do you think you're best at? Which of these do you think you're struggling with? Okay, here's what I see. I think. I think if we worked on resourcefulness, you're really going to start to pop around here. Or I think if we worked on uncertainty, you're really going to start to step out and stand out among your peers. And so I think that's what I like about the list is I think it can go both ways. You can do some self-assessment as a young leader and also to help those who are leading young leaders yeah. to know how to better coach. I love it. It's really, really good, Adam. Um, can we make this a download, Those the the, the managerial feeling wheel? Can yes, we make that a download? absolutely. Okay. I think that'd be fun. Great, yeah, we'll put that I, in the, Happy in the, to make that available. We'll make yeah. that in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay, great. Man, really excited. This I think this will be an incredibly helpful episode. Uh, excited about the book. Where can people... Uh, stay in touch with you and yep. find out about uh, the book when it comes out. And probably the easiest thing would be just to uh, just go to my website, uh, adamtarno.com all the way down there at the bottom. You can sign up for my email list and I'll, you know, I send out one email a week and that'll okay. keep you up to date with the book as the summer moves on. And we're, we're going to try to release it this fall and just keep you up to date with all that. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's so great to be with you. Good um, to be with you. you know, there's, it's, it's just so fun, so easy, and uh, it's really, really fun. Do you want to close us out uh, for old time's sake? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> it was like, okay, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments or ideas for future topics or topics for future episodes, send us an email at clp at watermark.org. That's all we got for today. We'll talk to you again next time. Like riding a bike. Thanks so much, Adam. <laughs> See you.